Hello and welcome to another episode of A Way to Heal Utah. I'm your host, Dave Meekham, and it's a pleasure to have my good friend, Brett Mackiff, back on the podcast. Brett, we promised everybody that we'd have you back so we could talk more about physical fitness and activity this month, because it is May. We want to move more in May. So thanks for being favorite here. things to hear. You know, it's move more anytime, but come on, May's a great time to get into this. You know, let's run with it, literally. Yeah. And you and I have been talking for months now about our topic today. And it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and some of the information is kind of hard to come by, which is why it's taken this long to get to this podcast. But here we are, and we find ourselves two and a half years into the pandemic. And some people believe it's over and certainly it's been mitigated to a certain extent, but COVID is still with us and always will be. And one of the things we've learned about recovery from COVID is you don't just jump right back and get to the gym. It can be a process to get back into physical activity. And so I wanted to have you come on and talk to us a little bit about that today and what we've learned in this process over the past couple of years. I'm glad we're doing this. And yeah, I probably caused more stress for you than I want to admit, just because you were really good at asking this question. Okay, so you've had COVID, now what? Can you get back and go for your normal level of activity? Can you be an athlete and get back on the field? Or can you just even get out and go for a walk around the neighborhood? But the hard part is, is finding, oh, and it's this horrible term that we've probably heard a little too much, uh, scientific consensus. You know, when can we all from the evidence base say, yes, we agree that this is, there's enough data to support saying something about it. And so I've held back a little bit until we've had a little bit more information. And I think we're getting close. We have a lot of information on what we can do with our college athletes, who are professional athletes. There's been some uh, statements from a lot of these different organizations like the American College of Cardiology, the American College of Sports Medicine, all those folks that that work with athletes on a day-to-day basis. And it's a challenge because some of the information you have is purely anecdotal. And everybody's experience with this and getting back to physical activity is, can be so different. Yeah, definitely. And, and we always use the, the, the phrase that uh, the plural anecdote is not data. So we have to get a lot of time to spend with this and understanding not only what has COVID done to us on an individual basis, but on a population level. And then can we do something that actually says, okay, now we've controlled four things to understand what's happening. Uh, complicating this though. You've heard the term long COVID or post-acute COVID. Yes. Uh, that one, we hear a lot of stories on that. And that is, yes, very, very valid. There are a lot of people who are still dealing with a lot of these persistent symptoms, the elevated resting heart rate. So one of the things that we use in a fitness setting is how low is your heart rate at rest? You know, the lower is typically indicates that your heart is very efficient. It can, it's pumping harder, more volume. So it doesn't have to do it as much, you know, maybe if it's just pushing a little bit, it just kind of quivers. That's not great. That tends to lead to some other issues. So knowing that a resting heart rate post COVID in almost every case has been elevated. That's something that we really watch for and says a lot about where we are as a recovery Uh, fatigue. I mean, if you're exhausted, you're just trashed. The last thing you're wanting to feel is to go out for a hard run or hit the tennis court or whatever, because that can last. I mean, we're hearing months. Uh, In most cases, we hear at least two weeks. Uh, For those that are experiencing symptoms, they're saying two weeks of just fatigue and how long it takes just to kind of get back up and moving. But it's not just those symptoms, you know, that feeling of, 
I'm, I'm exhausted. I can't catch my breath. I can't seem to move. We get that when we go on a vacation and we stop our workouts, you know, we stop, right. you know, working out for whatever reason, we've got an injury. We know that after two weeks that our performance drops significantly. So it's a, it's a case that you always have to keep going. But then with COVID, you're dealing with that lack of conditioning and all these other things that, that kind of come up and hit you hard. So when we look at this and knowing that so much of this is anecdotal, and I don't know what kind of efforts they've gone to as far as the science goes, but what can we confidently say about getting back to physical activity once you've had COVID? And let's look at COVID for the long haulers and let's look at COVID for the people who their experience wasn't so severe. Okay. So first thing I'm going to say is that, you know, my PhD is in public health. My background's in exercise science. I've been doing exercise physiology work for a very long time. I am not a physician. I am not going to be someone who's going to be making those health decisions for you. That's on you. Go talk to your, your healthcare provider. I like it when I can do a nice disclaimer, but based on expert opinion, based on emerging data, again, we're still, we're trying to get where we're solid. If you are under the age of 50, if you had a COVID case that was asymptomatic, or you just didn't really feel a whole lot of it, maybe even just had some mild sniffles and the like, usually that's resolved within about a week. And if you were ready to go back to recreational exercise, boom, low risk, no problem. Totally comfortable with that statement. If your symptoms lasted more than a week, if you're still dealing with chest pain or uh, shortness of breath, you're going to fall into that intermediate risk, which means we're going to take a little bit more time. So again, if you just like, okay, well, I tested positive. I'm not really feeling it. You're probably fine to just get right back to where you were. Give yourself maybe a week or two to recover, but still get right. in there and, and, and take the time. Okay. And you've seen cases of professional athletes yeah. who missed like one game. Yeah. They were right back. And, and great. And that's also a, uh, kudos to their conditioning to begin right. with. You know, what they were dropping from is probably much better than most of us are uh, just sitting here in front of our computer or watching TV. So if you, again, if you had symptoms that continued longer than a week, if you're dealing with that shortness of breath, um, the, the chest pain, again, intermediate risk, we're going to take a little bit more time. Like the typical one is you start at maybe 50% of your intensity of what you were doing before. So let's just say you're you're, you're going out for a run. Maybe you're not going to run as far. Maybe you're not going to run as fast. Maybe you're just not going to take those hills and you're going to make things a little bit lighter. But then the week after that, maybe you could bump it up no more than 10%. So you can do a little bit more. These little 10% increments are a really great way to jump it. Uh, we typically will also say that 10% rule applies for all other things throughout sport and, and physical activity. Because it's the, uh, the case of trying to increase all your activity 300% every day. No, maybe <laughs> don't. <laughs> okay, but that's, again, intermediate risk. Now, let's say that you, you have something a little bit more. Like, you're having those things that last more than a week. You Maybe you were hospitalized. Maybe you had some you know, breathing assistance. That's obviously going to be a situation where we're high risk. That's one where we're going to okay, talk with your healthcare provider. Let's make sure we do this right. Cause you may need some additional testing. The American college of cardiology recommends that if you have 
any kind of a heart involvement that you do some kind of a heart test to make sure. Because again, one of the common things that happens in COVID was something called myocarditis. That's just an inflammation of that middle wall of the heart, which affects your ability of your heart to pump effectively and efficient to make sure you're getting where you need to go. So that swelling can be problematic because it decreases the effectiveness. So obviously high risk, get yourself checked. We're gonna make sure things are good. That tends to be that expert uh, opinion angle. We're still looking to see how much we can do. But again, take your time. I would say personally, if you're looking at some of the things when it comes to physical activity, focus on your cardio first. And that's hard for a guy who likes to lift. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's a struggle. I'll tell you right now. It's like, oh, yay. I, I get to go. It's good. It's good. But I'd rather lift. But still, that's something that you would want to start with. Start with your cardio. If you're feeling okay with that half intensity, that half duration, great. 10% up each week. You're going to be okay with that. You may be able to speed that up if you're feeling good about it. But just again, don't do the too much, too fast, too soon. When you're doing something that's a little bit more like resistance training, do some light resistance training. Maybe you're doing things like yoga. Take a little bit of time because again, you're holding positions. You're doing things that might surprise you at how little you can do and definitely not do what you did before. And we don't want to see you stuck under a weight bar. That's bad. And then take your time. And if you were doing a lot of high intensity, uh, high intensity cardio or uh, lifting, take a little bit of more time getting back to that. So what do we do with it? We're watching, we're paying attention, we're being attentive to our bodies. One of the things that we're really good about doing is how can I distract myself from my exercise so I don't feel this? So we watch TV, we've listened to you know our headphones and we're totally distracted. This is maybe not the time to do it. Turn it inside, look at what's happening. Right. And, and the, the theme I'm hearing here over and over again is the listen to your body and yeah. pay attention and don't try and push through things when your body's saying, hold on, I'm not quite there yet. Exactly. And, you know, many people who are avid exercisers, we'll use that term. Um, sometimes we say a little bit rabid exercisers because they can't seem to slow down are going to struggle with this. one. You know, that taking of the time to get back into it is difficult. But that paying attention to your body is going to make the biggest difference because we always say if you're doing any kind of activity and you start experiencing things like pain or pressure in your chest, obviously that's a stop. If you're experiencing pain in your calves at a high intensity exercise, pull it back. If you pass out, you get yourself stopped automatically. That's a good one, but we hope you don't get to that point. But if you're feeling a little woozy, a little dizzy or nauseated, dial it back, stop, rest, give yourself some time. And in any case, it's always at least 10 to 14 days after an infection to get back in. But the important thing is, is to get back in and do something. And if you weren't active before, just being active could have perhaps mitigated the symptoms of having COVID or a cold or anything else. Yeah. One of the greatest impacts on how well someone did, we have some healthcare systems across the country that collect physical activity data as part of their electronic health records. So we're able to query things like, did they have a COVID infection? What was their outcome? How, were they hospitalized? Were they put on a ventilator? Did they survive? I mean, all those things and compare it to their physical activity levels that they were reporting. And those people who are active had the best outcomes compared to those who were inactive. In fact, being inactive was right up there with uh, complications that were associated with high risk conditions, such as uh, having organ transplant, 
Wow. It was really impactful. And it was such an amazing thing to see. But it did highlight how inactive Americans really are. Now, first thing off, Utahns rock and are doing some amazing things. We have one of the lowest inactivity rates in the country. But that doesn't mean that we're doing great. It means we have room to improve. But it means we're also ahead of a lot of our other states who really did struggle with some of our outcomes from COVID. Right. And, you know, another thing I'm hearing here from you is just do something. Yeah. Do it the right way and approach it the correct way. But even if it's getting out and starting so small, just with a walk, that's Taking those stairs that's the beginning, right? You know, I, I use the stairs as one of my, my best fitness tests. If you can go up a flight of stairs and your heart rate did not change, your breathing did not change. You're doing really well. Yeah. You know, you get somebody who says I can make it up half a flight of stairs before I'm like, Ooh, hold on to the banister. This is a rough day. That's a really good indicator. So activities of daily living, that's our wonderful term we use all the time can be really good tests on how we need to do or how we're, we're doing when it comes to our activity, but getting out for a walk around the block can be the best thing because again, you're outside, you're getting some good fresh air moving through. Hey, listen to the birds find the squirrels, whatever it is, you know, but still be out there and doing something because even half a block can be better than no block at all. Right. And, and like we mentioned last time, emotional and mental health, I mean, it just mm. impacts and helps you in so many different ways. Very true. And it's such a great thing. And hey, who doesn't like to, you know, come in and have that wonderful, I'm feeling really good that I did something today moment, because that's going to be also moving you forward. Because so, I think one of the things that's frustrating when you're coming out of any kind of illness of any kind is that you feel like you just can't do what you did before. And so doing something that says you can and you reinforce that mentally becomes a, a psychological trick to just say, yeah, I'm making progress, I'm moving forward. Yeah. And something small is still something. Very much so. So start on something small if that's where you are and build on it. But Perfect. keep at it and be determined. And you're going to feel better and your body's going to respond in ways that if you've been inactive for you know a good chunk of your life, the energy levels are going to go up. The endorphins, everything is good about it. And it's not just about COVID. All of these things are going to benefit you from having any other infection, the common cold, the flu, all the other things that we're, right. we've become just a, accustomed to, you're going to have less likelihood of getting it. And you're going to have a shorter duration when it does come through. Right. So a bit of a gamble. You're, you're putting out some good effort, but you said it's a solid deal. Well, I hope that you've motivated some people here today, Brett. Well, you I'm motivated. just hoping people feel good. We, we want to get back to feeling good right now. <laughs> oh, don't we ever? Well, listen, I want to thank you for being here this morning. It's been great. I'm glad we could finally get together and talk about this. It's as you mentioned, it's been something I've wanted to do for a while, but it just wasn't the right timing. But here we are. And and I really appreciate you going out and, and, and doing the research for us and helping us out and, and sharing this with us today. So happy to do it. And thanks for joining us for this episode of Way to Heal Utah. We'll see you next time.